Welcome to Life Lessons in Unexpected Places. The world is full of teachers if you know how to look and listen. With Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, Patreon, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. You are God's song. The world is like a symphony. God is the great conductor who alone can bring music out of everything. There's a friend of mine who has a beautiful singing voice, Mari. She has a beautiful soprano voice, and not only does she sing beautifully, but she sings effortlessly. She sings like a bird. You know, a bird has no, doesn't need to warm up, doesn't need to think about it, doesn't need to stop and check the words. The bird just starts singing the song. It's, it's, it's nature to sing. And... Uh, Mari is part of the spiritual community of Ananda, of which I'm a part, and uh, the idea of the astral worlds and other levels of consciousness, even other planets, you know, where we might have lived at other times. Um, Paramahansa Yogananda said that there's many inhabited planets in God's creation, and we can go, we, we have lifetimes on many different planets, which is just all of these thoughts are just take our little tiny concept of reality and just make it bigger and bigger and bigger in this sense. So I said to Mari one day, I said, uh, on the planet that you came from, everybody must have been a singer because she sang as naturally as, she sp- as people speak. So I thought, well, she just everybody must sing as lightly and as easily as that. She said, no, no, that's not true. And I sort of seemed a little puzzled because it seemed self-evident. She said, on the planet where I came from, she said, everything sings. Not just the people, everything sings. In other words, music is the, is the way that everything on her planet, so to speak, that's how life moves. Another friend of mine who is also a musician, um, we were talking about it, and I, I said to her, I said, you give me the impression that, um, that the time when you're really your life, and she's a flautist, Bhagavati, she's a flautist. I said, the time when you're really existing is when you play your flute. And all the rest of the time is when you're just waiting to play it again. <laughs> and she sort of looked a little startled. And then she said, I think that's, that's pretty fair. That's pretty much how it was, how it is. I don't know if it still is, but that's how it was at that time. And she also put it this way. She said, it's not so much that I play music as that I am music. And, you know, both of these, I'm talking about people who really have a very specific destiny and were born and were able to cultivate extremely high level of talent in what they do with, with a subtlety that is uh, different than the average person who relates to that. And music is a divine art. And because both of these people that I happen to be speaking of and many other musicians that I know use their um, musical ability to um, as sadhana. Sadhana means spiritual practice. And I don't mean it as sadhana in the sense of, of a, like a, ascetic ser- spiritual practice, but they play music as a way to be closer to God, singing as a way to be closer to God. 
and very much fundamental to the Ananda spiritual path. Music is woven all the way through everything that we do. It's, it's impossible to be, to be part of this expression of self-realization without... You don't necessarily have to be a musician, but you have to, um, you have to allow the music to run through you. It's just, it's just part of how we say who we are. So all of that, you know, makes me closer to Swami saying, you know, the world is like a symphony and God is the great conductor who, can, who alone can bring the music out of everything. But what music really means is not really notes and harmonies and melodies and poetic lyrics. Music is another way of, of speaking of, because see what it is about music, especially beautiful, uplifted music. Nowadays, a lot of music is... It expresses emotions, but the emotions are not necessarily emotions that lift our consciousness upward toward God. They may um, be a way of purging, you know, from our, our system realities that we uh, want to express. But at the end of it, we don't ne- it doesn't necessarily elevate and refine our consciousness. It may release energy but it doesn't necessarily elevate and refine. Um, but if we talk about music as that kind of melody which just elevates and refines, and, and sometimes we, we just hear it, it's, it's, very hard to, it's very hard to understand why certain sounds can have such a profound effect upon us. And it's not just literal music, it's, it's certain sounds. The sound of rushing water the sound of wind in the trees, the sound of, of birds, which is a form of music, but that, that sort of sound that you hear. The sound of silence, which actually, in, in complete silence, there's a fullness to it. That's why, that's why silence is an entity. You know, silence isn't the absence of sound. <laughs> silence is the presence of silence. And so what we mean when we're talking about music, when we're talking about it like this, we are talking about melody and harmony and rhythm. But music, as it's expressed through human beings, which has melody, harmony, and rhythm, is not the definition of melody, harmony, and rhythm. Swamiji Kriyananda, who is a composer also, I call him Swamiji, he, um, he says that melody expresses aspiration. And that's why certain melodies just move us. And many songs that are, that are not uh, classical music or liturgical music, but just popular songs, that there'll, there'll just be a melody line in there. And sometimes a song will become enormously po- popular because of just a few measures where there's a melody line in there that somehow just reaches into your heart and lifts our consciousness upward toward the divine. And everybody in the world feels it. There's a popular song called Moon River, for example, which is just, it's just a, a love song. It doesn't even actually have that much meaning. But there's pieces of that melody. There's a folk song called Shenandoah, which also, it just, it's just opens your heart and lifts your consciousness so beautifully. And of course, Swami Kriyananda has composed literally hundreds of pieces of music that are all of this type. But the melody, a certain vibration, which we hear through our ears, but we receive in our spirit. Because you see also, 
we are a vibration. The, the nature of creation is the vibration of, um, of Om, of the cosmic sound. In the, in the New Testament it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now the um, sectarian explanation of that is the Bible. The Word is the Bible, the Word of God. The self-realization definition of that is that it's the Om vibration, the all-permeating presence of the divine in creation, the unmoving spirit moving in creation. So sound has a unique effect on us because we're all vibrations of the Om sound. We're all the Word. We're all from the beginning. Yes, this is getting quite esoteric, but it's the truth. So melody is, when, when melody is uplifting, it, it literally shifts our vibration and we're uplifted. And harmony is when different forces, different sounds, different elements come together and yet we understand that they all work together for a positive good. I mean, harmony has many different meanings. And in music, when you see things come together, different sounds, different instruments, whatever it might be, they come together and together they unite and create this extraordinary reality. And that is, it's a, it's a symbol of what happens within ourselves when we are able to transcend all our littleness and our small fears and we begin to feel ourselves working in harmony. It happens in, in human love. It happens in creative work. It happens in silence, true silence, meaning that the, the thoughts too are stilled. It happens when we're out in nature, that suddenly there's a harmony that so far transcends anything else we're doing. So the reason we like harmony in music is because it reminds us of that greater harmony. The reason we like melody is because it reminds us of this constant, uh, even if unspoken, this aspiration, um, as the name of this podcast, this whole podcast is, as a river seeks the sea, so the heart seeks its rest in God. And even if we're the worst atheist and don't know it, we're still the river seeking the sea. We're still the heart seeking its rest and experimenting with all sorts of other choices until we find where our rest really lies. But the melody that's constantly going in us is the aspiration for that rest. Everyone in every sentient being seeks to escape suffering and to experience happiness. And the, the journey of the soul is to understand what causes suffering and what causes happiness. And it's not as obvious as I wish it were. Thus reincarnation, thus many lifetimes that it takes us to learn. And the last element or another element of the music is the rhythm. And rhythm is, rhythm is really a, a... It's just a, it's a wonderful... It's a wonderful aspect of life. Speech has rhythm, music has rhythm, life itself has rhythm. There is a season and a time for everything. There's outside of the house where I live, there's this beautiful big fig tree and I've lived in this house. I've lived near this fig tree for almost 30 years, but I've lived right next door to this fig tree for about 12 years out one of my main windows. So I just, I watch this fig tree. I've watched it grow larger and larger 
and I've watched it. I've watched its bare leaves, and it. And I mean, it, it, it's bare branches. All its leaves are gone, and all I can see is this extraordinary skeleton of it. Then I've watched its leaves start, and the fig trees set their fruit very early. They, the little tiny green things that will become the black figs, start almost right at the beginning with the leaves, and then I just watch them. And it, it, it amused me one day, and finally a gardener friend told me, because the, I, I, could never, I could never see every stage of growth. And then one of my gardener friends told me, because trees don't sleep. <laughs> Isn't that obvious? Is that I have a few hours when I watch the tree, but the tree is on a continuous cycle. So, so it is true that I turn my back on it and it changes <laughs> because it grows overnight. And, and my time frame was only the daylight hours. I mean, it was silly but amusing. But I, I've watched the tree now over many, many cycles. And, and now when this is being recorded, we're in late October, and I know at least almost every year, by Thanksgiving, those beautiful giant shapely fig leaves will have the most marvelous colors. Not every fall is perfect, but some autumns, they're absolutely exquisite, and more than, on more than one Thanksgiving I've decorated the inside of the house with those fig leaves. And then they'll fall, and then the whole thing will start over again. And of course, this is also a perfect image of birth, childhood, youth, middle life, old age, and death. Even one lifetime is the rhythm of that one lifetime. Think of many lifetimes. You know, this is just who we are, my friends. And this is the music that God brings out of us. He brings out melody. He brings out harmony. He brings out rhythm. And then when we allow God to conduct the symphony, instead of always fighting against the rhythm and, you know, just it's not going to turn out this way. It's like we fight against death. We fight against old age. We, we, we don't give ourselves to the aspirations that are in us. We don't work for harmony. But if God can conduct it, then he brings out that harmony. In other words, if we ourselves pay attention to the conductor. You have a symphony orchestra and every musician has to keep their eyes on the conductor because otherwise he'll go off playing something else entirely that is not what, what he was born to play. So this is why Swami says to us, you are God's song. This world is like a symphony. God is the great conductor who alone can bring music out of everything. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.